When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to a very special uh, Britflix Frightfest preview podcast, because I've not just got one guest, I've got two guests, and they're even in the same time zone of me, which Ooh. is novel for these podcasts, because I've been all over the world so far. So please introduce yourself, my latest podcast guest. I'm Phil Morrison, and my name's Hayden Watkins. Now you two are regular Frightfesters, is that true? I'm sure I get the game for quite a number of years now. Um, I think the first three or four years have actually been with a full full five days. Um, yeah. Uh, before that, it was just like a couple of days here, certain films here and there, but it's been going for quite quite a few years. Yeah, ever yeah, since, yeah. Ever since uh, the first ones, I think, the Prince Charles we started cool. going to. So, so, you've, been, so you've, seen, you've seen it through all weathers. Uh, now, yeah. we, we met as Fright Festers last year... When I was looking for somebody else, yeah. was was it not? Which I mean, I think I think I should, and I've had them on the podcast. So um, <laughs> yeah. I've had them on the podcast. So it was uh, what's he called? Uh, it was the it was the co-writers of uh, See No Evil Two. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you approach us in a pub. I said, "Are you t- are you Bobby? Are you Bobby Lee Darby? Are you Nathan Brooks?" And you both looked at me, and you were very friendly, and didn't tell me to piss off. We said, "You see ID." <laughs> <laughs> I flushed them down the toilet. They want me. They want me. Um, you yes, can't we? Really? You could have done. It'd have been rubbish as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but so, as it coincides, we, we 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 obviously told you who we were and what we were doing. Yeah, and, and what and I'm going to say. So you you two are the co-writers of a book that's being produced. And what's the name of the book? Alone in the Dark: Eighty Years of Stalk and Slash. Eighty years blows my mind. By the way, yeah. I had no, yeah, I, you know, years, yeah. I mean, I some some people obviously regard it from say Psycho or Halloween, but we've taken it right back to the twenties. To be honest with you, because there's body count movies back then. Fantastic. Well, now, before we get into, because the reason this this the idea of this podcast come up is that when I was speaking to the um, Last Girl Standing mm-hmm. director, right. yeah. it, it seemed just natural for me to to tell him about your book because. Here's him, here's him playing with the notion of the slasher film and going, what happens after? Yeah. And uh, and then, well, obviously, we, we shared a joke about all that and, and stuff, and then it sort of made more... It began to make increasing sense that you should come on. So here we are. Yeah, so, they've shown a lot of slashers this year at Frightfest. Quite, quite a few more than recent years as well, so that's good for us. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Now, before we get on to what's at Fright Fest, let's let's uh, let's give people an idea of what your book is. Then, so where 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 did where was the idea for the or what? How was the idea for the book conceived? You mad pair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very mad. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, years and years ago, I was going to do a website dedicated to it. Um, basically, what the book is now would have been in website form. And then I stumbled across a website called Hysteria Lives. Okay. Um, if you're aware of that. No, no, go on. Uh, by Justin Kurzel. And right. basically I saw that and I thought, that is exactly what I was going to do. So that put a sort of stop to it, as it were. It's a fantastic website as well. It's, it's, it's excellent. Yeah. Okay, okay, good recommendation. Yeah, and then um, in about, well, two years ago now, Phil had the idea to... Start, uh, start it all up again but in book form because even though there's a few books out there yeah there's, there's never been one that sort of really satisfied us there's been you know they have all the basics like your Halloween Friday 13 My Bloody Valentine that sort of thing yeah 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 but um, we, we always wanted the sort of the obscure ones the ones you, no one's ever heard of and there was a, there was a few in there there was one uh, called Iced that we weren't aware of then, yeah. and uh, Blood Frenzy, things like that. Mm. Um, but we wanted, we knew there was more out there because obviously we're massive fans of the subgenre, and we, you know, we we just wanted a, something better, as it were. And um, also mm. the Italian Jello films. Yeah, they're basically not all of them, but a lot of them are like seventies, nineteen seventies slasher films, as it were. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. The so, uh, the leather the, the leather gloved hand and the flick knife. Exactly, yeah. Talk <laughs> and slash, etc. Nudity and stuff like that. Yeah, all the good things. Um, <laughs> but it's never been a book that puts it all in one place. We felt anyway. That yeah. we felt, yeah. I mean, somebody might get I don't know, thirty five, forty films in a book, um, but this one we dedicated <laughs> good good number of years to, to tracking them down. And uh, trying to bring them to people who, yeah. who may never heard of them. Like we, we didn't. We, we only knew probably, oh, sixty percent, or not even that. Yeah. And as you go deeper and deeper and deeper, people get in contact with you. You find these obscure films, and you're like, oh, that was great. How come you never heard of that? Yeah. And it keeps going. So how many? So let's. And I, I think I've got an idea, but let, I'll let you tell the audience. How many films have you consumed in the pursuit of Alone in the Dark? Um, well, we've got over two thousand titles. Jesus Christ. Um, but of them, I'd yeah. say about a hundred we haven't found or not been able to get. Okay. So so there, there, yeah. there, there may be uh, at the back of the book to say these are the things we've been tracked down. Um, but obviously we've probably seen more than that because there's a lot that are not God, yeah. uh, that are not slashers. They sound like slashers, people say they're slashers, and then you watch them you're like, mm, yeah, no, that was not. That's a that's a cop thriller or, or so, something. So go on then. What when you're when you're when you're with a movie and you're decide deciding whether it's in the book out the book, what's the basic checklist for a slasher movie? Or sl- uh, a stalk and slash movie to, well, to fit your book. For for our book, yeah, we, we've gone for the the basics, which um, and it doesn't sound very good, but I'll sell it to you. Go on, uh, then, no, please. <laughs> basically, a killer um, sometimes with a mask, not always. Um, yeah. Sometimes unseen, you know, you just see a pair of hands or whatever. Mm. Uh, picking off people one by one um, in a some, you know, secluded setting maybe, or a college campus or a campsite, somewhere like that. Um, yeah. 
What else? Not obviously, it hasn't got to be all of these. <laughs> it of could course. Just be one part of these. Yeah. Uh, well, like I say, when you go back to the yellows, as you know, the, the Black Club, razor wielding mad men or mad women, etc. Yeah. Uh, some yellows have just got themes of blackmail, etc., which won't go in because obviously there's nothing to say, oh, it's a slasher, isn't it? Yeah. So, so essentially, the ma a main a main aspect has got to be an element of body count, hasn't there? Whether that be three people or yeah. thirty people, it's got to a slash and store has got some people who are alive, and through the course yeah. of the film, our killer, seen or unseen, masked or unmasked, is going to take them down in, in bloody spectacular ways. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and preferably with some gratuitous nudity. Okay, yeah. okay. Because <laughs> I always said a TNA, all that kind of rule, um, etc. But not, not always, obviously, because you get a lot of these days that, that don't have it in, but like I say, we have the, we have the checklist. Yeah. And if, if there's some s slight bits of elements that are on there, they will go in. Now, now for, for, the, for, the, for the teenagers out there, <laughs> they're going to be surprised to learn, because, I mean, I'm not a teenager, but I'm still surprised to learn, that you're, you're managing to span 80 years. Yep. So what, what is, in terms of your book, have you identified what you're, what you're saying? It doesn't matter what anybody else believes. Yeah. In terms of your book, what are you saying is the first Stalk and Slash movie? Um, probably, we're going to go with The Bat. Okay. The Bat from 1926. Right. Which was the, directed by Roland West. Um, it's sort of like, it started off like a pulp sort of thing, I think. Yeah. I, think I might be right in saying it sort of inspired Batman down the line. But, um, <laughs> well, but in the film, it's sort of people gathering at a house and this sort of criminal guy called The Bat shows up. Yeah. And he's um, he's masked, I believe. I've seen so many now. Yeah, just <laughs> a lot of time back, terrorising yeah, yeah. the guests at an old uh, old uh, country mansion. Okay. Yeah. So there's not so many. There's not a big body count in that, but I think that the bat and Paul Lane, uh, Laney's the Cat and the Canary from 1927. Okay, I know the Cat and Canary. I didn't know the I didn't know the bat though. Yeah. So that that's got very similar elements to the bat as well, but um, both of them. I'd say with a starting point. Okay. And then um, you've got there's a couple of films from 1933. Yeah. Um, one is called Night of Terror by Benjamin Stoloff. Right. Um, I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, <laughs> that's got. <laughs> can, I, can I be honest and say no? Am I allowed to say <laughs> no? Yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> that's got Bella Lugosi in it. Oh right. Okay. And that was um, again. That was one I watched and thought, well, let's give this a go. And it is quite, it's quite a big body count, but well, for 1933 anyway. Yeah. So that, yeah, so that was pretty impressive. And there's another one called Terror Abor Ab Aboard. Uh, from the same year. Yeah, by Paul Sloan. And that is basically set on a sh cruise ship, and basically the captain goes a bit nuts and starts killing everyone. <laughs> so so how, how are you, you going to be presenting the films in the book? Are you, are you, are you grouping them? Are you just going to create one big encyclopedia A to Z? Are you time? Is it, is it by decade? What, what are you? How are you going to present it? Probably from years. So we start with twenty six and go through, and have different sections possibly for the golden age, the yellow yeah. age, the, the new age, shot and video era, yeah, um, to, and bring it up, smack up to date now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's an easy soundbite. We call it a psychotic, deformed offspring of animal in movie guide. And Greg Hasoda's The Bare Facts Video Guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, what we, that's what we started to pimp it around as. 
Yeah, okay, okay. Remember the Bear Facts video guide at all? Say what, sorry? Do you remember the Bear Facts video guide? Do you know what, don't. Don't tell me, go on. It, it listed actors and actresses and all the films that they got their clothes off in. Oh, really? Oh, hence, so, uh, hence the names. How that tallies into our book is we're, we're sort of listing every, every killing and every bit of nudity in the film, like minute by minute. Minute by minute, so you could have 13, 23, mouth stubbed in the eye. 23, 24, breasts, shower scene, stuff like that. <laughs> so you could go, oh, there's, a good, there's, a good, there's a good killing at 32, and there's a good nudity an hour in, so you can just flick through if you wanted to. Yeah, so put the DVD on, just go straight to your favourite death scene, you know, because we're, we're putting the times out for people to see. So, so you're, you're going you're gonna, to, so you're doing, are you doing a kind of synopsis of the film and then a timeline of the kills and the TA? Yeah. Yeah, it, it will be basically um, the availability of the film. Okay. A production company, etc. A, a short synopsis, a review, and then underneath that it should have the time, um, times of the deaths. And there'll be some trivia stuff in there as well. If someone pops up like uh, Lloyd Corkman, for example, i.e. Um, and then you, you, you may note that down. Depends who it is. Okay, okay. So what's... Um... What's the appeal? What's the appeal? Uh, and you can both answer this separately if you want. What's the appeal of the stalker slash film to you individually? Um. Well, I've, well, I've loved them since I was a kid. I mean, when I was about thirteen, we had "Don't Open Until Christmas" from your birthday party, which <laughs> was really wrong looking back on it now. But that yeah. was parents didn't really know anything about certificates and things like that for films and. So yeah, I've been in, into them for years. So, um, but I also love the sort of old dark house films and mm, mm. people gathered in, you know, scary mansions, that sort of thing. Okay. And you do get a lot of a lot of that in some of the slashes, even now, even films being made now. But. Yeah, things like Tenant Indians and Agatha Christie stuff that that still rings true and and as a certain appeal. I suppose I suppose in a way they're the perfect kind of. They're, they're, they're what we now call contained, aren't they? They're, they're, they're single locations, and you can yeah. you can shoot a whole movie without having to travel very far. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you've got yeah. films like um, Identity with John Cusack. From, yeah, I like that one. It was about ten years ago now. Yeah. That's yeah. all set in the, the motel. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're still sort of they still pop, uh, pop up every now and then. What about you, Phil? What was your what was your, what's your what's your the attraction for yourself? I think the same as Hayden, yeah, but always, always been a film fan. I always liked horror. Mm. And then stumbled across, when I was young, Friday the 13th Part 2 on video at a boot sale. Yeah. Took it into school during the art exam and watched that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was quite good. And then uh, just making making uh, shot and video slasher films like The Basil and Butcher and The Stereo Dead uh, <laughs> with, with some buddies. Uh, and just, yeah, just, just love the genre from there. And then we found Jallos and Crimmies and all sorts. So I mean, hold, on, hold on a minute. Let's rewind a second. The Basil and Butcher. You made you made your own <laughs> films. Is that, what you, is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's only like seven minutes long, eight minutes long. Uh, my recent one was called One by One. Uh, yeah. It's going to be set in the cinema, but they knocked it down. So I only done the first seven minutes. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's all fun. It's all fun to do. Maybe we should put Basil and Butcher in the book. Uh, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great title. It's in there as well. Yeah, we've got very short films in there. Okay, okay. Now, now, how you, you said that you've you've sort of you've got your own 
your own hunt, as it were, but you've also got, like, with the network, you've you've established, you've got people recommending your films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you, out of interest, do you remember the first film you did as for this book where you established your kind of criteria of the minutes of kills? Me, I can remember the, one of them was um, The Maze, I think, um, set in a cornfield. Right. The killer's... Uh, I remember, well, the killer's just a guy in a hoodie. He's pretty uninspired, <laughs> really. <laughs> He's acting all just as a clown, which is like, if I see another clown film, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll turn into a killer myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they like, the people who make slasher films like clown masks, don't they? They do, uh, they do. So, all right, so if, if, if the, rather than the first one, what, what's the last film you've, 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 you've entered, what, that's, what's the last entry into the book so far? What was the last one you did before this phone call? Well, I, I watched three and a half films today, and um, <laughs> I'm sad to say none of them have made the book. None, oh. none of, yeah, none of them made, have matched the criteria. So what was, the, what was the last one you watched that made the criteria? Um, I watched Try to Remember with Gabriel Anwar, which I think was a TV movie, yeah. um, which was, uh, it was an okay affair. I also watched uh, Your Vice... There's a lot of room and only I the key last night, but I've done that before, but it's just nice to revisit that. But some, sometimes I like to cleanse myself with a, with a good slasher after watching a bad one, even though I've okay. seen it before. I like okay. to go back and revisit something like Rosemary's Killer or, you know, something like that, just to go, yeah, these mm. are still great. Because there's a lot of bad ones, unfortunately. No, you, you don't say. I can't imagine that there's, uh, <laughs> there's films that were shot straight onto VHS that aren't very yeah. good. Well, not even like, shot on people's phones, I think. Oh, really? Oh, we've, yeah. got, we've got films from, for example, France, India, Germany, Spain, uh, Cambodia, Russia. Russia, Greece, Sweden. <laughs> it's, it's hunting these films down, is, you know, and then seeing them physically with your, with your, eye, with your eyes and witnessing what you've seen is uh, it's quite a task sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Is is there a is there going to be a is there sort of going to be a subsection in the book for like the atrocious as it were? <laughs> no, well, I think they're going to be scattered throughout. Okay, because so, they're going to be year you know starting from nineteen twenty six onwards. They'll just be in the year, but I'm sure that they're definitely going to be obviously a section that's going to be shot on video. Yeah. Um, now you said you said you mentioned before about the sort of hard to find and stuff. Is there, is there a kind of, I don't know, Penny Black of the uh, of the slasher world that you're trying to get your hands on? Yeah, um, there's, there's a couple that I really, really want to get. Um, right, okay, now, but strap in, listeners, if you've got it, yeah. there'll be, be, be contact details. Go on, go on, tell us it then, go on. You never well, know. The first one is called Silent Death. Right. It's from 1983. Okay. And it's directed by a guy called Vaughn Christian, and... Right. He's actually on Facebook, right? And I've missed, I've messaged him. He's still making films, right? Now, but I've messaged him several times, and he hasn't, he hasn't messaged me back. I don't know if he just hasn't seen it or if he's a bit embarrassed or what. But the only, there's only one sort of poster for it. It's, it is on if you Google it, uh, "Silent Death 1983," it'll come up. Yeah, it was shown for about a week in New York. Wow, and. Um, there yeah, there's, one, very li- there's very little of it on IMDb, isn't there? There's just the dead director's name. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it is, uh, I think it was reviewed in Schlock Express by Bill Landis, which is like an old zine. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd love to see that, but I've got a feeling that that didn't even come out on video. 
Okay. okay. So I don't know if we ever so, will. So what do you think? It was just like a, it was a it was a sixteen mil print that just yeah that got, yeah that's been lost yeah. yeah. lost the time. But that just makes me want to see it even more. Really. <laughs> so that's one. Of, you, you said there's two. Go on, what's the other one? Yeah, the other one is called Carnage Hall. Right. It's from 1988, and um, it, I think it's basically just a student film that was made. Right. Um, and uh, it does exist because there's a group on Facebook for it, but that uh, was put together by the filmmakers and the actors. But it seems a bit dead at the moment. Um, I've actually come. I've been in touch with one of the actors. Yeah. Uh, Todd Camp, and. That did sound a bit promising. I think he might have a copy on VHS. Wow. So I've got my fingers crossed that. But the, th- the thing is, we're sort of coming to the end now of the book. So yeah. sort of, we've still got to do a lot of typing up and things. Yeah. I've got, I've got, so, two, I've got two Hindi films left, and Hayden's got just, a, just a, um, a New Zealand film that I'm sort of halfway through. And then that's it, I think. That, that's it with the ones we can get hold of. Like I say earlier, we've, we've got... A list of ones we can't get hold of, but yeah, about a hundred. We have put a list out there a few times, so hopefully, okay, people stumble across the page and this podcast. Hopefully, someone will get in, get in touch. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Now, if they're, if they're the if they're the Penny Blacks, what's the um, what's the kind of World Cup final of slasher films? What what do you where where do you where did it where did it come to a head where it's like the best? What's where's the best? Right. Well, for me, it'd be the golden age, which is like from the Halloween yeah. onwards till till eighty three, eighty four. Okay. Uh, things like the Burning, um, you know, Rosemary's Killer, Friday the Thirteenth, stuff like that. They, they mm. just they just nailed it. They nailed every every mm. bit on the list. They nailed everything. And it's they never go back to them days, but it's always good going back and watching them. We can watch them. I can watch them every week. Them ones because <laughs> they are just the best. Even yeah. though you know they were exploitation back in the old days and this, that, and the other, but they're great. Yeah, yeah you, you're right because you can you can tell that the, the the quality falls off a cliff, doesn't it? After about eighty three, where yes, where, yeah. where the, the kind of the all of them have got their own like kind of original content, haven't they? Even though you know they're all paying homage to Texas Chainsaw and Halloween in the end. Yeah. Um, but then after eighty three, it just stops. Being, there stops being any originality, doesn't there? I think. Yeah, well, yeah, but um, there there is. If you're looking back now, a lot of the 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 eighties ones. They just look great in comparison, like just like what they filmed, what they made the films on, like the stock and. Exactly. Okay. So you got, yeah. like I said earlier, Ice and Blood Frenzy. They've just got a sort of sleazy appeal to them, so they still, they're still quite nice to watch when you look at some of the low budget stuff that's been made since. Okay, well, because they're made on film stock as opposed to digital. Or yeah, there's yeah. something nice yeah, about definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. Even like something on sixteen mil from. The seventies or eighties will just look nicer than something shot on video. If you ask me, there's probably a lot of people who love shot on video that are going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's a quality, isn't it? But I, I think you're right. It's sort of it's a it's it's a bit. I mean, I know I know there's the similar view in uh, for fans of porn, isn't there? That there's there's like yeah yeah when when the when the porno directors were really? making their things on film yeah yeah there was there was some sort of. I mean, I dare, I dare say, I dare say it, but you know, the, the idea there was artistic merit, and I think that that it was a filmmaker making a film as opposed to someone pointing a camera to someone. Exactly. Yeah, you had a whole, you had a whole crew behind you. Not exactly. Yeah. You haven't just got a, a camera in your hand. It's not yeah, like, yeah. Like, every, everyone gets involved in it. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> you're, you're, 
Sorry, should I go? No, go on, Aidan, go on, please. I was going to say, even some of the films from the early 90s, yeah. look, 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 like, entertaining now, like, um, I can't think of any now, Strip to Kill, was that in the 90s? Some of the, like, early the 90s, early 90s ones, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, you had Scream in 96, and then, after that, you've got a ton more coming exactly, out. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So how how long have you been how long have you been chiselling away at this rock then? Two two and a half years now. Okay, yeah. so two and a half years, and you now you say you're now close to, close to completion it, yeah. in terms of what you've been able to get your hands on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some, some days we can watch five six films. Some days you can just watch one, or yeah. some weeks you won't be able to watch one. Um, but yeah, and have you, have you have you still got families and wives? Yeah, yeah. 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 How have yeah. you managed that? Great difficulty. <laughs> bound bound and gagged. <laughs> I presume that's you, not your wife. Yeah, so we both work full time as well, but um, without getting myself into trouble, I can sometimes fit a couple in at work. So. Same here, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're not, we're not dwell on that. So no. you, so you're, you're close to finishing. Um, and are you? Are you? Have you got a publisher yet? Uh, at the moment, we haven't. Um, okay. We've gotten some advice over the last couple of years. And it appears the best thing to do is get the finished product first of all. Yeah. Um, so you know you've got something to show basically. But once we've completed on the on the review front, we can really focus on that. Yeah, get it out there. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Well, look, if there, if there are out there in some form, you know, we definitely want it out no matter what. So yeah, we, hopefully we, we have an idea. We we don't want to just settle for you know, I don't know, dare I say, it's a black and white, flimsy. <laughs> we, want, we want something to go. This is a combination of you know. A lot of hard work, and it's never been done before. And I doubt if it ever will be done again. No, but no, totally. Yeah, no. You, you want you want it to justify what it is you've tried to do, and it might it might have a very sort of niche audience. But all that niche audience are experts at some level or another. But you'll be giving them information they won't that, that a lot of them won't have. Yeah, because yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's a big <coughs> slasher community, as it were, especially on social media. There's, yeah, there's there's so many like fans of it. And uh, we've made some great friends, haven't we? Yeah, yeah and directors, senators, Blu-rays, posters, all sorts. And and they've been really 99% of people and directors and actors have been fantastic. Without a shadow of doubt, they go, yep, I'll send you it, give us your address, or here's an online screener, and it's been fantastic. Mm. So what? So have you got an end date in sight then now? Well, it's just, it's, now it's sort of getting down to it and getting everything typed up and sorted out. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean... This year it'll be finished, I think. Yeah, right? definitely, yeah. Definitely. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, now obviously, it's Fright Fest 2015 coming up. Is it? Yeah, it is, I'm right. afraid. Have you not bought, if you've not bought a ticket, you can't go. <laughs> yeah, luckily. Now, now, um, it would, it would, and I've been doing, obviously, you, you may have heard some of them, been doing the preview podcast with various filmmakers about their film, but I thought, given you're getting close to finish your book, I thought you could, you could be, the kind of excited voice of what slasher films are on offer. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to get the pom-poms out, but, you know. Um, but I just thought you could... pom-poms. <laughs> yeah, die, cheerleader, die. Um, I just thought you, you might be able to sort of point out from... Because it's a huge... You know, it's what, nearly 70 films, isn't it? So from that huge list of films, maybe point out to the listener what the slasher films are as you perceive it from, you know, from what you can read and what you can tra- get trailers of that's going to be at Fright Fest this year. Do you want to take us through what well, we've got, what's on moment, offer? There's, there's eight slashers that are in our sites that are possible slashers, but there's, there's, there's a few that are definites. 
Mm-hmm. So we've got banjo, suspension, mm-hmm. most likely to die, last girl standing, your vice is a lot room and only eye of the key, madman, the mutilator, night fair, and there's plus a short called uh, Night of the Slasher. There's a clue in that title, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's showing in the short film Showcase 3, I believe, on the Monday. Okay, okay. Now, which of those which of those slashes that are on are you particularly looking forward to seeing from what you've read? It, it's it's a bit... Because three, three of them are, are old-school ones, so... Which, three, which three are the old ones? So Mad Men's old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mad Men, Your Vice is a Lot Room, and Only Are the Key, and The Mutilator. Oh, okay. And they're all being... Supplied, I believe, by Arrow because they're oh, all done okay. like beautiful transfers, like and two and four K restorations, and that sort of thing. So they're going to look amazing on the big screen. Well, I can, t- I can, I know for sure. Having spoke to the director of suspension, that's definitely that's definitely yeah, a slasher. Yeah. yeah, that looks great as well. I think. I mean, the the uh, I mean, I've wa- not watched it myself yet, but you know, you've got the main character. She's drawing out a cartoon of a slasher killer that. Yeah. Either becomes real or already existed. We're not, I'm not quite sure from the trailer, but yeah, it looks. Um, it looks that's about really a little polished, cherub right. mask, skull mask, is it? Yeah, he's got like half a skull. Half mask, a skull right? mask. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, the guy that made that, Jeffrey Scott Lando, he, yeah, his first film was a sort of backward slasher called Savage Island. Was that and him? I didn't. I didn't look back at that actually. Wow. Yeah, that was. That's 2004, and I think it's written by the same guy that did Suspension as well. Oh, okay, okay. Things didn't die for like over ten years. So. Yeah, well, I mean, he did. Say, he said on the interview that, that that suspension had been something that had been in the had been in the offing for ages. He just got put on the sidelines for a bit. Oh right, yeah, because he's done. A, I think he did a lot of sci-fi type creature stuff. Yeah, he's, he's done. He, he was saying he's done. He's done like he's done like I think twelve or thirteen films. I think now or something. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this is probably gonna. I mean, I, I can't. To be fair, I haven't seen a lot of his other films, but mm. this starting could probably put him into the big time. It does look really polished and good, I think. Yeah, look, I mean, it looks like a, it does look like a classic slasher film, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was so so does. Um, this, I think this one that stood out for us too was most likely to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've not. I'm, I've got... a, a campus set slasher with a killer wooden and a razor edge multiple. So that, that, that's going <laughs> to have all the, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> No problem, it's just got um, Perez Hilton in it, so let's hope he dies in a grisly way. Yeah. So does that mean it's going to be, it's going to be a comedy one? or? I th- yeah, it might be a bit tongue-in-cheek, I think. I don't yeah. know. Because I don't think it's so new it hasn't even got a trailer yet, I don't think. Yeah. No, no, no. I think, I think, I don't think, I've not been sent any preview stuff yet. Uh, the poster was only put out to about two, two years two ago. ago yeah. right. Okay, okay. Let's... It's got Jack Boosie in it as well, so... Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so there's a... So, um, now... There's one on there that uh, so ba- banjo you think might be well be one. Yeah, it looks a bit like a psycho version of Drop Dead Fred. Um, the sort of I think he's childhood. Uh, he's yeah, imagine your friend Ronnie. That's it. Yeah, he comes to life and takes revenge on all his work colleagues. I think. Yeah, no. When, when you say it like that, yeah, yeah. I suppose if that's if that's part of it, and there is there is some. Yeah. There's not absolute nudity in it, actually, if I remember rightly. There's no nudity in it? I don't think there is, you know. Oh, I'm not watching it now, then. <laughs> Which is a surprise, given that the, yeah. the given the femme fatale is Danny Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah that's, that, that is a shame, then. Does Lloyd Kaufman not get naked in it? No, 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 but he does make a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet that's pretty good to see. It's, <laughs> it's actually really weird, actually, because obviously uh, the, the, the filmmaker, um, 
Liam Regan. Liam Regan has done like has interned at Troma and stuff. So it's to yeah. do like a British Troma because it, it is. I mean, it, it kind of it goes over my head a bit because I'm not I'm not a massive fan of Troma, but I can see I can see the magic in it in terms of what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as a film, but it's just you know, it's, it's not my cup of tea. So it's like you know, it's not it's not a problem with it because it's that thing where, ever you know, somebody from the outside looking in, and I wrote this. I've, I've already written my review up to go out when it when it's played, and I think with something like Banjo, there'd be people going, anyone could make a film like that. Well, they couldn't really. It's a bit like you know, and, and this a bit sounds a bit of a crass exaggeration, but it's like that thing where people look at you know, like a Picasso or something, they go, anyone can paint that. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. no, no. Well, you did. Well, why didn't you then? <laughs> Anybody couldn't make um, banjo. I mean, it's, it's it's flawed. Don't get me wrong; it's not a perfect movie. But yeah. but you but that kind of idea and the, the fact that that, you, that mm. between us we can reference a film like Drop Dead Fred and, and a psycho version of it. That in of itself isn't something that just falls off falls off the wardrobe on your head. You have to think about yeah. that. Right. Okay. It looked a bit like Funny Man as well. The guy Ronnie actually reminded me of Funny Man a bit. Just oh, okay. sort of rubbery face. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, it, has, it has. I mean, when, when once Ronnie's in the film, it really sort of takes off. Before before he's in it, it kind of drags its feet a bit. Is, the, is my only complaint, I would say. Yeah. Thing of note: Liam Regan, director, uh, likes our book page as well. So it would be nice. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like I'm saying, I, I, look, I'm, I, I know, I know um, how hard it is to make a film, and I, you know, and that's the thing you have got to take into consideration. So anyone that's sort of here with a movie at Fright Fest has made exactly. a big, has yeah. made an achievement yeah. in of itself. I think, yeah, uh, to anyone, yeah. Yeah. I think Liam is a Fright Fest regular, yeah. regular as well. I think he always goes. So he just must be quite, you know, proud of the fact that he's got banjo showing there. No, no, no. Well, I think I think it I think it's born out of a short he showed, isn't it, at the at the festival in previous yeah, years. Yeah. All right, well, let's just let's run through your list again. Then, what's what's the uh, so you you as the authors of Alone in the Dark over eighty years of Stalk and Slash, a book that's going to be coming out, going to be at least completed by the end of this year. Yeah. And when you find yourself a publisher or a way to get it out there, then we'll be able to tell the world more about it. Um, obviously, any publishers that are listening that, that are interested in that, then they should yeah. contact, oh, the, pod- yeah. should contact the, the podcast, and I will I will divert them to you. Yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter as well. Well, I will. Yeah, that'll, that'll put all that in the show notes. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, just yeah, again, just remind people what are the um, what are the film the slasher films at this year's Fright Fest you've identified. So we've covered Banjo, Suspension, yeah. Most Likely to Die, yeah. Lots of Girls Standing, uh, Your Vice is a Lot Room and Only High of the Key, Madman, The Mutilator, Night Fair, and the short film Night the Slasher. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, look. Thanks, guys, for uh, for coming on the podcast and giving us your time to talk about your book and the films you're looking forward to. Anything anything else outside of the slasher realm that you're particularly looking forward to seeing at Fright Fest? Nah. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, slashers. No. <laughs> well, there, there, there's there's one coming up from the uh, Late Phases director. Yeah, Skirtso, Diabolico. Okay, okay. Yeah, lo- we love Late Phases last yeah, year. Yeah. I thought that's fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely cool. fantastic. Um, it was I interviewed, I interviewed the writer for that one. He's a really good guy. Right, right. Oh, right. oh yes. Was the, the actor? Was it Nick Dimitri? No, no, no. It's um, Stephen Lancelotti. Oh, right. okay. Um, Turbo Kid as well. Ah, <laughs> yes. I think we're all looking forward to that one, aren't we? Yeah. Obviously, meeting Barbara Crampton's a massive highlight. Yeah, definitely. What? She told you she's going to go for a drink with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she liked my comment on her page. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means you're in love. Like. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, so what, are you, are you not married for like 48 hours or something while Fright Fest is on? Are you allowed? <laughs> well, I'm not married at all. So oh, right, okay, you're laughing then. Yeah, we are still here as well, which has got Barbara in it. I still, I haven't seen that. I really wasn't looking forward to that, I think. Yeah, and she's in two films, isn't she? She's in... Um... Four, I believe. Yeah, four, I think. Oh, four. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, she gets about. Yeah, I've just, I've just, I've just watched um, Sunchoke. Oh right, isn't she in that? Yeah, yeah she's in. Yeah, she plays yeah, the kind right. of she plays the care worker in it. Oh right, that's a difficult watch. It's um, if you if you ever seen Safe with um, Juliana Moore. Yeah, yeah, God, it's like that. It's like that kind of pace. It's. Um, oh, not, it, not the Jason Statham one. No, no, not the Jay Statham. <laughs> The uh, the Todd Haynes one. It's uh, yeah. it's very you know or or um, like Mulholland Drive. Oh right, yeah. I mean it's not. I mean to be honest with you, if you thought Mulholland Drive was crazy, <laughs> then then uh, Sunchoke is more incoherent. It's uh, yeah. it's beautiful to look at. I mean it's just right. every, everything about it is just wonderful. Okay. But it's not. It ain't. It ain't doing exposition. It's just like it throws you in, mm. and. Then, then you've got to make up your own mind. There's nothing. Nothing's actually that clear. I mean, the the killing, the the, the 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 few killings that are in it are proper brutal because the film doesn't have any kind of intention about it, and then suddenly it just turns on a on a sixpence, and you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> but it is. But it is a. It is a very very sort of cinematic cinephile type film. You know, I I want it, I, I want to avoid using the word, but it's the shorthand that most people. Appreciate is yeah. is, a, is it's it's the art house end, so it's the kind of barbarian sound studio end of horror, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's not quite as it's not right. quite as mental as um, as Strickland stuff. Um, not right. But it is beautiful. So, I mean, it's, it is, just looks amazing, and it reminded me of um, of Safe with Juliana Moore because it's like set in the Hollywood Hills, and right, yeah, you've got that kind of beautiful kind of white walled architecture, and there's very few people about. So it just reminded me of that. I mean, it's, it's I'm sort of working on distant memory there but but obviously with where it's because it's in LA you've got more Holland Drive yeah. and uh, that kind of thing so yeah no I, I, yeah. I, 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 if, if you can go if you like something I mean if you if you were fans of say like the Samurai last year if we then, still also haven't seen that okay well that was kind of you know that was one that was very a very cinematic beautifully yeah. photographed film because you said you liked it yeah yeah that didn't you know it didn't go along in the usual way that you know what you would call a traditional story should do and I think that's what Sunchoke is. And so it's, uh, if people go in there as fans of Reanimator or something, then they might be disappointed, <laughs> yeah. is, is all I'd say on the podcast. It's always good to go there and have an eclectic mix of, of, of all the films anyway. Fright no, no, totally, yeah, no, I think that's the good thing about Fright Fest. It always delivers on that. If, if you don't like, you know, horror films don't go, simple as that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but also, don't, there isn't, there isn't a, you know, it's like I was saying this to someone about, it's like, it's like if you defined heavy metal as Iron Maiden, then you wouldn't understand heavy metal. Exactly. Exactly. And I think horror. I think horror has got that. Some people make that mistake that horror is just this, is just sore or hostile for some reason. You know, <laughs> yes, just, for, the, for the masses, horror. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's weird that people still think like that, even though you've had the success of like the Conjuring and Insidious. It's just people yeah. have this really narrow view. It's like if it's in the cinema, then it mustn't have been horror. Yeah. But it's like this horror is, is still linked to video nasties and people yeah. people who are, who, are, who are a bit subversive. When in fact, you know. You couldn't meet a nicer bunch, could you, than the people exactly. hanging around, no, hanging around no, the no. stairwells? I mean, obviously, unless you bump into people like yourself in a bar and then you end up talking to them 12 months later. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's evidence of how, how uh, 
Definitely. <laughs> Phoenix Spirit. <laughs> indeed, indeed. No, totally, we are, totally. We are currently writing See No Evil 3, though, aren't we? If that happened, that would be the most amazing thing. That would be, uh, to to use the word meta, that would be where it would be truest. I've, um, actually, I've, I've actually got a Facebook page devoted to a slasher that I, I want to make. Set her okay. at Thoughts Night. Fantastic. It hasn't been done before, and it, that's just that will be after the book, so I can't concentrate on both things at once. Cool, cool. <laughs> well, look, if I can help you out from the screen right in front, then uh, definitely, hundred percent. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, let you, I'll spitball with you on some ideas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, buddy. Well, look. Well, thank you very much for your time, that's fellas. Good. Excellent. Thank you. Good luck with the rest of the book, and I'll see you at Leicester Square. Yeah. Will do. See you all at Firefest. Take care. Bye bye. bye. Firefest preview podcast series. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you.